think outside the box set. And dear God, Cameron, I hope you prepared the same album that I did. <laughs> it's uh. I'm Maddie Hunt, and <laughs> we never specifically set in stone oh. what we were talking about. <laughs> we I believe that we are talking about the album Queen of Me by Shania Twain. That's good, because that's the one I listened to and prep for. Oh, good. The last time we spoke about it was when you were recording last week, and I think we just said, like, at least when I was just rambling at the end, I was just like, yeah, you know, we'll be back next week. I don't know quite what we're going to be talking about. We'll do some catch-up. Maybe we'll get to Shania. Uh, to me, that was, like, not specifically setting it in stone. Um, and then today, I almost yeah, texted you're right. you. We didn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I almost texted you, and I was like, hey, we're doing this, right? But then I was like, it'll be better. And <laughs> I like this as a bit to just be like, I'm just going to assume that and if we ended up preparing different albums, we're going to have to like go head to head or something. No, we're, we're both uh, totally engaging in our internal monarchies yes. today, this week. And our, our um, superpowered queer telepathy, you know, uh-huh. it's like we finish each other's. <laughs> Queer telep- telepathy. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, um. Yeah. So, Queen of Me. Why are we talking about this? Because uh, Shania released a new album in twenty twenty, and we covered Shania uh, a million years as ago. sort of a a sort of a spiritual sequel, I think, to the Garth Brooks. Yes. Uh, first season. Because she is so because country. she's a country artist. And she yeah. never is she more country than on this album, Queen of Me. Oh yeah, this is kind of like a, a like a Miley Cyrus album. That's what it sounded like to me. I was thinking, yeah, Miley Cyrus or like Taylor Swift, like a mid a mid teens Miley Cyrus album. Uh, their teens or the years teens. I mean the years teens. That's a good point. Because she yeah. was active as a teen. Does she use yeah, she uh, her pronouns? Oh, I don't actually know. She did. They did. Um, ah, yes. Looks like, at least on Wikipedia, that's what it says. She and her in this economy? Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> Extravagance. Um, I'm sure she has a lot of money. Yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot of uh, auto-tune in this. There's a lot of... Mm-hmm. There's weirdly a lot of stomp clapping. <laughs> like, there's some... There's some, like, borderline some, millennial like, stuff. Kinda, yeah. There's, it, there's some, like, Imagine Dragons yeah, there kind totally of stuff is. in this. It really takes uh, me back to, li- like, 2015. <laughs> to a few years ago. Uh but I, I basically really liked it because there's just enough of that like Shania bizarreness in her lyrics and uh, in some of the phrasing that um, it felt like a Shania album to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I realized as I was listening to it that like I um, don't really remember much about Shania. I, I have to say, I don't think... She made that much of an impression on me. Um, so I didn't quite pick up on as many of the um, Shania quirks or eccentricities. Yeah, so what I what I remember... Well, here's an example. The song, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, which I think would be great to revisit now that we're both out, because I don't believe that we were when we first covered mm-hmm. uh, that song. Um, I feel like it's the the perfect answer to that like bad faith conservative question what is a woman that we've heard so mm-hmm. often you know in congress or you know, the house or whatever mm-hmm. um because the song is like it's it's asserting femininity without any uh sort of discussion about like what it means to be a woman but mm-hmm. that it is real but it's mm-hmm. all it's like the most meaningful thing and the most meaningless thing at the same time. She literally talks uh, about wearing men's shirts in the chorus. Yes. Y- yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then the like, man, I feel like, I feel like a woman. And mm-hmm. the, I think the most specific that she gets is that it's, 
the prerogative prerogative of, of women to have a little fun. Um, but that's not defining. That's just the best thing about being a woman. Well, it's the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it defines uh, but it, you know? I, I, I love the like, well, here's my answer. You know, if, if someone asked Shania, what's, you know, what is a woman? And that was her that was her answer. It just raises more questions, which is the only way you can have that conversation. It's sort right. of like a koan or something. Yeah. She uh, also like literally talks about woo. in the chorus. Yes. Woo or moo famously unasking the question, Shania. Uh, she's yeah. a real Zen master. Um, Cause like also in the chorus, she specific, she literally talks about um, forgetting she's a lady is like part of what it means to be. A woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go totally crazy. Forget I'm a lady. Men's shirts, sh- uh, short skirts, go totally wild, and doing it in style. It's like, damn, girl. Yeah. Uh, I feel like she had, I don't know, like she was looking ahead. Just in embracing, um, embracing a type of authenticity that is sort of like post-empirical. Uh, like Alok likes to talk about, you know, when people ask them about their gender expression, you know, like when did you know, and basically wanting to wanting them to tell them about uh, their uh, their immutable truth, <laughs> you know, and and basically they're they're just like you know I'm I'm not some sort of tidy identity. I am like an event space, and the only thing that is authentic is agency and choice and pleasure and desire and action. Uh, and I like that as, uh, an answer to like, what is identity anyway? Um, that's a lot of what I liked about Shania Twain is this sort of these songs that are supposed to be about something and kind of fail to, deliver on what they're <laughs> supposed to be about, yeah. but are so entertaining and so convincing at the same time. And it's like pure charisma and no substance, but somehow that is the substance. Um, that's what I, <laughs> how I regard mm. Twain. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Sort of like yeah. accidentally releasing an extremely profound song about what it means to be a woman. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's like her most, uh, I think that's her best example of that, Mm -hmm. but I think that's throughout her catalog is doing, doing shit like that. And then also in that song on a musical level, um, there's been this like talk on TikTok lately about like, man, I feel like a woman. There's actually, someone made this video where they're like, there's actually no key change in that song. Um, There are constant key changes in that song. Uh, Not to well, actually, they just mean they have this feeling when they listen to the song, like there's a take it up key change, but there's oh. never a love on uh-huh. top key change, mm-hmm. but every single section is in a different tonal center. And mm-hmm. the way that that song is unmoored from some sort of harmonic expectation also mm-hmm. just feels very queer to me. That's awesome. And, uh, and, and it's so, it's so, it should be jarring, but it makes sense. It's like, can't fucking argue with man. I feel like a woman and, and the, the, the time signature, like the phrasing, it's so complicated. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, people should be teaching it in music theory classes. Like it's extremely sophisticated. Um, it shouldn't work, but it does. That's the Shania Twain shouldn't work, but it does. I should hate all this millennial whoop shit in this, in this album, but I liked a fair amount of it and was charmed and felt like, ah, I'll give her a pass. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? That's awesome. I love that. (laughs) Hmm. Um, Yeah. It's, it's kind of an odd album. When was the last album we heard from her? Was it like 2018? No. Was that recently? I thought it was way, way, way earlier than uh, that. Way earlier than that. Oh, um, she's because she's been in Vegas for like a million years. Twenty seventeen with Now, which was her first album in fifteen years, and that was six oh, years ago. Oh, that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and then there was Up was two thousand two. Right. Um, yeah, and I think that's the first one. That, oh, like, I had forgotten album that, that. Um, her voice was severely weakened because she got Lyme disease. Oh my God, Lyme disease. Yeah. Literally the fastest growing disease in the US. 
Um, but still so many people don't know much about it or think about it or it, it doesn't get headlines. It, yeah, pe- there's a lot of people just like not talking about it. I think about it very much. Are there like more ticks because of climate change or something? That's a huge part of it, I think. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, well, should we jump into these songs? There's yeah. a 36, uh, 36 minute 36 album, I believe. 36 <laughs> songs. It feels really long, but it's actually pretty pretty brief yeah it's it's kind of odd like i was having that experience where i was like listening listening 12. i was just like oh it's already over but also it feels like wow that was super long. anyway um <laughs> the first song is called hilariously enough giddy up and i think it's the closest it even gets to anything country right yeah yeah okay here's giddy up I got a fast car with the nannies on Not a soul on the road, but the road is home Smiles for miles All up on my bitch Wait, yeah Cause we ain't got time to wish This song is so stupid and so fun. Yes, it is. Yeah, the chorus is like so catchy and fun. And like, I does modern like country music sound like this? I, I kind of get the idea that so. it has like borrowed a lot more from like dance music and even hip hop than most people tend to think of who don't like listen to it. Yeah, I think it's a lot of auto tune and like trap beats and stuff these days. Mm, yeah, is my impression. I see. So more trap beats than. Um, this like sort of dance um, yeah this sounds like it's got the like um faith george michael kind of beat to it but Uh it's it's like a 12 bar blues yeah i think at the same time so yeah it feels a a bit throwbacky up and you're giddy up giddy giddy up drunk in the city got liddy in the cup whoa i didn't realize that was what she was singing up and you're giddy up like like get lit as I in get drunk. I mean, that feels. like... I don't think anyone says Liddy unless Shania is way more plugged in than I am <laughs> about like um, what Gen Z is saying. Let's see. <laughs> um, on the Wiktionary, it says slang, excellent, extremely fun, or okay. from the West Country and Dorset of England, lively and nimble. Oh, very good. Hmm. Or litty in the adjective litty, meaning little or a little bit. All right. So she's drunk driving, but only a, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this song isn't particularly about anything, and it's not trying to be about anything. Uh, I think. Like I the mean, fir- it kind of is. Um, it's sort of. I like- want to hear your your pitch. What is the song about? Basically just pursuing pleasure. I mean, it, it's it's a classic theme of art for millennia now of like, life is short, YOLO that shit, basically. Um, in the chorus, smiles for miles, all up on my face, wear it, share it, because we ain't got time to waste. In verse two, time to make it happen because it feels so good. Singing in the mirror like it's Hollywood. Life is getting shorter, got to drink it up. Time to shine now like I knew, know you should. Um, and like in the first verse, she's like moving from small town, Ohio, heading out west to Arizona. Cause she is, doesn't have time for that East coast weather. That's too cold. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically a gather you, you rosebuds while you may, and then, um, distill them into a rosebud liquor and then drink that shit up and then party. So, um, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I was uh, waiting for that to sink in. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about what I wanted to say next And I was like, hold on <laughs> Maddie also, said something Rosebud liquor, bizarre. I hardly knew her <laughs> She says uh, She sings, jump in the air t- Till you're ten feet high So Shania Twain <laughs> Has a, like, I guess Like a, like a five and a half foot Like, or like a four and a half foot vertical leap i don't know how tall she is the uh-huh. average vertical jump by age i'm looking this up uh by it age. looks like for like 20 to 29 is 20 inches 
You know what, Cameron? Maybe Shania has been a stealth trans woman this whole time, and she's just double jumping the way that trans women do. <laughs> ah, they're so good at sports. <laughs> it's Damn not it. fair. That is not the way, that is not what I was referencing. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, this is more about uh, video games and less about uh, sports. <laughs> um, what do? How do, do? Do non-binary people get to rocket jump? What do we do? I forget. There's there's been memes about this. There 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 is a, 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 sure. there's meme lore about this exact question, and also what trans mask people get to be able to do. Um, each one has our each one have our own superpower. Um, uh, so there is a music video here. I didn't actually watch it. Um, I'm scrolling through. It looks really old. It looks like it's like shot on film. Oh, interesting. interesting. I think there's like she, a. She does talk tongue. about got a ca- fast car with the '90s on, which I think is explicitly a reference to Tracy Chapman, probably. Um, although that oh, song sure. might have come out in the '80s. I think that did come maybe out. it's just that like Shania Twain is like. <laughs> Sorry, you know, do you remember was, me from the nineties? I was, I was trying to look up fast car on Wikipedia, and I ended up typing searching for fat car. <laughs> oh yeah, she's got a real fat car. Back that thing up. <laughs> Damn, that car is thick. <clears throat> yeah, that that song is from nineteen eighty eight from her self titled debut studio album. Um, uh, I have a sound. Si- There's some lalas. Let's we listen had a to these lalas. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a little bit of that, like, millennial whoop kind of energy. Yeah, I was going to say that's like, yeah, getting there. It's not specifically we, the alternating between... Is it the third and the fifth? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Or from the fifth down to the third back up. Mm. Like, oh, oh, oh. It's just that. way oh, way oh, way oh. <laughs> Except I don't think... Should we move on to brand new? Brand new. She's got a brand new key. But I've got some brand new roller skates. Okay. Hey. Enough to ask me. Why? I was hoping that you wouldn't blow this But you just kept trying to control this Typical you didn't notice me You break, you sting, you made me weak I cut you out when you cut me deep So I deleted I love that the chorus says You prick, you sting, you make me bleed it's really clever. <laughs> That's, That's a some really Shania good sassiness. I love I that. I love that. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a man who's a jerk. He's a real prick. He's a prick. And he also pricks her. Shania stated that she was inspired to write this song while pruning roses in her flower garden. <gasps> Basically, uh-huh. roses are beautiful. My favorite, actually. But if you're not careful... The thorns can really hurt you. They <gasps> prick and cause you to bleed. And I thought oh. that was quite apt for a lot of things in life. <laughs> is she being self-aware? Is it's, she? Who knows? Is she tongue-in-cheek <laughs> about this? It's not like there's been, you know, a number one hit literally called Every yeah. Rose Has Its Thorn. Yep. Uh, she goes on to, to confirm that the you prick is an intentional uh, little joke. Good. Thank you, Shania. Uh, yes, queen. Thank Go you, off. Shania, for that. Uh, this is a, a very Taylor, Taylor Swift song, I think. When you uh, especially that Taylor, little... was that misspeaking or is that a reference to something? Oh, yeah. In Lost Culturistas, they have this, uh, the podcast, they have this theory that... Um, there are sort of three Taylor Swift personas. There's Taylor and then there's Taylor and that she's sort of moved on to what is her middle name? Allison or something Mm -hmm. Um, in, in her newest album that she's sort of unveiled a new integrated character. I see. It's integrated both parts of her, but like Taylor is like the, um, 
look what you made me do. Mm-hmm. Taylor is the, uh, I don't know, whatever her first album was. But uh, I think that that little moment in the writing, um, right before the chorus that we just listened to, where there's a little pause before she says either me or leave, um, uh, that mm-hmm. feels like a, a Taylor Swift yeah. like, little period. Yeah, totally. You want to listen to that again? Yeah. Care enough to ask me why? Well, I was hoping that you wouldn't blow this, but you just kept trying to control this. Typical, you didn't notice me. Leave. You break, you stink. She constantly Yeah. Me and leave like a pause before that and then syncopated Mm -hmm. feels Mm -hmm. very pop in, in a Taylor Swift kind of way. Mm -hmm. A lot of the like melodic and like rhythmic parts of the um, lines of the verse feel very Taylor Swifty style pop as well to me. Um, Well, I, I like this idea in the chorus Cause you'll always be the same old you, but I'm a brand new me. That um, is a really, I think, that's a great ending to a chorus. Yeah. I think that's great. Uh, the, I think we all know that feeling of like, Oh, I have outgrown this person. Uh, and I am on my own path. And then you look, you check back in on them and it's like, Oh, you're still like stuck in your bullshit. Uh, that sucks. Uh-huh. Um, Yep. <laughs> uh, and she and she says, you know, you think too much of yourself, which is fucking mean. But like sometimes that's the truth. The truth. Sometimes the it's truth like, is mean. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. It seems like she's f- uh, sort of redirecting her desires based on her her growth and allowing her, you know old desires to sort of be pruned and put in perspective. Like with Um, the roses. Yeah. But if you're not careful, (laughs) watch out. You know, it sort of makes me think that every rose has its thorn. Maybe I should write a song with that title. (laughs) Or maybe I should Uh, breed a a breed of roses that have no thorns. There you go. Perfect. (laughs) Ruin all songs. (laughs) (laughs) Forever. There's still meat on them bones. Uh, she's, she says this, now I talk about you in the past tense, got to the end of a sentence without you finishing it for me. Hmm. That's good. I think that's, I think that's a great little example of there's some kind of like zeitgeist, like, oh, it's just like this mansplainer, uh, but, but not like putting a hat on a hat and a bow on a bow. It's uh, not naming your album Gaslighter. Exactly. (laughs) So to speak. Hypothetically. Yeah. yeah. She actually has like a little clever thing to say. Um, uh, I've heard this, this, uh, this feeling uh, from a lot of femme folks in my life, which is I have trouble thinking around men, like, because I am so like conditioned to not be able to hear my own thoughts and to, and to defer to them and to set up sentences that they finish. And, um, it's like we finish each other's suffocating (laughs) oppressions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and yeah, I like that this song is about getting space and being able to grow. And having that sort of confirmation of like, oh, when I'm left to my own devices, I, I, good stuff happens. And when you're left to your own devices, it's, you're, you haven't gone anywhere. You're right. still in your old bullshit. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that confirmation uh, is, is, is a nice thing to capture in the song. Yeah. And um, I feel like there's quite a few really good ideas that don't necessarily get all that explored in this song. Like, um, I cut you out when you cut me deep, so I deleted our history. And there's something about, like, it's like it never happened. Hmm. It's almost like maybe she's toying with the idea of, yeah, this is who I would be or could have been if I had never met you or something like that. And I'm, like, erasing the past and, like, becoming this new person. 
Um, an eternal sp- sunshine to you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I talk about you in the past tense. Um, I thought she was trying to do, like, a play on words with, like, it was tense in the past, and now I feel, like, more free. But uh-huh. that isn't really expanded on. Maybe I'm just, like, reading into it. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, the bridge is, oh my god, you think, you think, you think too much. You think too much of yourself. I feel like that's a good fake out because, um, yeah. as, you know, especially women and femme people who are taught to um, be very self-conscious of their place right. in the world and their place in the hierarchy and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, tend to overthink things and to like, fake out from you think you think you think too much to you think too much of yourself is like an interesting little um like switcheroo because it seems apparent that like when she was with this person she felt like she was thinking too much um like overthinking things um and i just wanted to remind um folks that um sometime in the 20 or in 2008 i guess she Got rid of her longtime husband and songwriting partner, Mutt Lang, in 2008. Mm. Um, Mutt Lang, that's right. Mutt Lang, yeah. And um, I think she's still with, um, let's see, Frederic Thibault. Yeah, I think she's still married with to him. Married with him. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. Beginning. Yeah, they married in 2011 and they're still together. So, I don't know if this is a hypothetical or if it's like a different songwriter bringing their own experience or if it is like something that draws on her past with Mutt Lang or what. But it also doesn't necessarily have to be autobiographical. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think these songs are pretty committed to being widely accessible and not specific for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah. Um, Should we move on to Waking Up Dreaming? Yeah. Very auto-tuned. Is that I Is that, oh, is that um, literally the millennial, millennial loop? So technically that's a major third. Uh, and that's from the major third to the, the root, as oh, opposed to the fifth to the third, which is a minor third. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we can use millennial loops, you know, just to refer to the general energy and sensibility. Of yes. that kind of it's a big tent. That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Dress up like a crazy superstar or crazy like superstars. <laughs> That's called um, cosplay. Yeah, this is another kind of vague, like, pump-up song, but it's about, like, a, a couple. Mm-hmm. And, like, as opposed to me against the world, it's me and you against the world. Mm-hmm. So, I don't necessarily have a lot to say about it. A lot of intentional autotune in this one. Yes. Um, which I, I kind of, I mean, I feel like I always like it better when it's kind of used for effect versus, I mean, I guess it's like so widely used that it's often hard to I think it's being used for effect here. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, a lot of the discourse around autotune gets like really gross really quickly and it like gets into a lot of like weird gatekeeping and people defending quote unquote authenticity and all this like weird stuff um but i do i do often like it when it's used for effect like here or sufjan stevens used it in really fun ways um yeah i mean one of the first um times that it like really went mainstream and was widely heard was Cher's song believe which is one of the best songs ever made (laughs) yeah it's a cool sound yeah um uh i I was gonna ask like what, what you thought of her voice but like getting reminded that um, she had an illness that impacted her voice was um, makes me not want to talk about that as much anymore. It's, it's definitely a different I mean, voice than she used to have. And it's like, 
yeah. darker um, and less like forceful, I think. Um, but I think it's still a good sound. Yeah, you know, there, there's a part of me that wants, and this isn't about lime or whatever necessarily. Uh, I think there's, I want to hear older women like I want to hear their voices and I want to hear how their voices develop, you know, like listening to that. What's it called? The, the like Joni Mitchell with the orchestra where she sings mm-hmm. all of her old songs, but she's an old lady. Uh-huh. Um, uh, like that album is so wonderful because her voice is like matured in such an interesting and beautiful way in the way it's pitched, you know, and mm-hmm. there's, we don't really get to hear that on this album because it's so highly produced for the most part. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. So I don't, there's not, we can't really, we don't have an opportunity to actually judge, you know, even if we wanted to, um, we can't really hear it because it's just totally auto tuned a lot of the time in this album for, for pop effect to have it have that right. specific sound, mm-hmm. um, which is yeah fine. But I would love to, you know, hear, uh, hear her sing mm-hmm. i'm curious yeah totally <clears throat> i want to check it's out that Mitchell album, by the way um because oh yeah what's it called my um my mean i haven't really kept up with Joni mitchell i haven't listened to any more recent albums than her like blackface um collaborating with charles mingus stuff in the 70s yep. which is like such an odd combo of things to do yep. um Joni, you crazy bitch um but my <laughs> one of my favorite books, which is called Bluettes by Maggie Nelson, which is um, a book of like sort of prose poems. Um, they're like numbered uh, propositions about colors and the color blue specifically and heartbreak and everything. Um, but she quotes someone as like reviewing a Joni Mitchell album from, I think, the 2000s and talking about like, you know, if anti-smoking commercials won't get you to stop cigarettes, then maybe... Joni Mitchell's ravaged voice would. And she like goes on, Maggie Nelson, the author of the book goes on to like, kind of like deconstruct that. And, um, yeah. And like, there's definitely, yeah, she gets into some of the like bonkers misogyny that people have expressed about Joni Mitchell specifically. Um, but Hmm. yeah, like talking about her voice ravaged by like heartbreak and alcohol and cigarettes and stuff. Um, I, I mean, I love listening to a ravaged voice. <laughs> I think it's hot. <laughs> I think and it not for so nothing, good. but like also just being alive and aging yeah. is a, a form yeah. of ravaging. <laughs> also. <laughs> uh, I just want to get topped by age. That's all I want. <laughs> I just want to get stepped on by age. Age is my dummy mommy. <laughs> Is that the episode title? Maybe it is. <laughs> Let me write it down. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm ready to to move on. Yeah, let's talk about best friend. <clears throat> That's who you are. You're my best friend. That's who you are. No matter what, yeah, I got you. And I know that you got me. You got me too. Yeah. And I trip you're the one to call my mom. I like mom. the song. It's good. It's this one feels like a Shania song. Yeah, I can it see that. It feels modern, but it she talks, sings little things, you know, and mm-hmm. um, it reminds details. me of an experience I had um, two or three weeks after starting hormones and. The, um, all the, the, the big stopped up pile of emotional constipation started loosening, (laughs) um, accumulated years. (laughs) Thank you. Um, and I started being able to be in touch with my emotions and feel things for the first time since puberty. Um, and I was listening to, I was just like driving through this small town on the Olympic Peninsula. Uh, my spouse and I were going somewhere like camping or something. And um, I was listening to the, the album Case Lang Veers, which is a collaboration between Katie Lang, Nico Case and Laura Veers. It's so good. It's mm. a fantastic album. But there's this one song called, I think it's called the best kept secret in Silver Lake. And I believe mm. Laura Veers wrote this song. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, but 
it's just a song about how much she likes her friend and thinks that this person is like cool and is like teaching guitar in LA and like uh-huh. knows how to build tables and is like, yeah, you're the best kept secret in Silver Lake. And I just like started crying. I was like, this is so beautiful. She's just like writing a song about how much she likes her friend. Aww. And uh, yeah, emotions. Crazy drug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like um, the, this song is sort of about, uh, well, maybe the song you're talking about is more about the, the pleasure of enjoying someone or Mm -hmm. the pleasure of respect and admiration and the way that it makes you feel when you feel that stuff. I think this one's a a little bit, it's not really talking about the person, the second person in the song. Like we we just, we're hearing what the second person does for the speaker. Um, It's acknowledging and celebrating like how much the best friend is like supporting her And yeah, how important she is or they have been in this person's life. Yeah. Uh, And that they're compatible. They get into trouble in similar ways. Uh, We both made the same mistakes, waking up in the wrong places, wasted. Naked, that's who we are. I like that. Naked, that's who we are. We're best friends. (laughs) That would be a good, like, corporate slogan. That's who we are. Yeah. Um, uh, little detail here. Mm-hmm. Remember, we've still got the shirts that we probably should have burned in Vegas. Uh, yeah. I bet they hate us at that casino bar, but it made us who we are. And knowing that like Shania has spent quite a bit of time in Vegas makes that like more oh, fun yeah. to me. Oh, is she still doing her like residency stuff in Vegas? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah. She was You're the one, one to call my mom. Yeah, that's such an a interesting line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is a cool song. It's pretty catchy. I yeah, like it. and it's it's got just like really good little um, details and moments. The opening lines: "When you forget where you belong, I put on my favorite song to remind you you're my best friend. That's who you are." That's yeah. so interesting to be like. I don't put on your favorite song. I put on my favorite song to remind you yeah. you're my best friend. That's who you are, and it's. Um, to, to to some degree, like it's using the language of, um, like, I don't know. You could interpret the song to be like, yeah, this person is just like kind of narcissistically like consuming the effort and emotional labor of this other person is like only mm, focusing on like mm-hmm. here's all the things you do for me. Um, but it's also, I think that would be like an overly cynical and wrong reading of the song. Not. I don't want to say like there are wrong interpretations of things, but I, I don't think it's necessarily supported by the text. And it's, I think it's clearly not what it's meant by this song. Um, it's just like, um, I don't know. Um, I forget where I was going with that, that um, affirming another person for having such a like positive presence in your life. And um, I love that those are the opening lines to be like, yeah, that like, um, if nothing else, you've been super important to me. Like, even if you, yeah. feel, even if you don't belong, if you feel like you don't belong, like in the wider world, you belong with me because you're my best friend. Um, and saying that through like putting on my favorite song, is like really sweet yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, it, it would feel really, you know, it would feel different if like, I thought this song was gendered differently. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I, Often in, in patriarchy, like men sort of like depend on um, the emotional labor uh, of, of women to mm-hmm. like to when they when they get home from all of the agency that they're like using uh, uh, exercising in the world, then they get home and then they uh, get to have their identities um, they're entitled to having their identities confirmed and affirmed by their partners. And that's sort of like the main role, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, but, but then not, not really acknowledged, you know, mm-hmm. that, that that labor is being done, um, or that service is being offered. And I think it's a little bit more common in friendships between women specifically to 
oh, we're that's one of the main things we're going to do for each other, and we're going to enjoy that actually being reciprocal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and she does get clearly. F- Sorry, can you continue? Yeah, this dang lag is making yeah. me feel way ruder than I actually am. Me too. <laughs> Sorry for being so rude. <laughs> it's the internet. That's rude. Um, <laughs> I I like that this song is is sort of about you know that identity isn't something that a person holds by themselves, mm-hmm. uh, and someone can kind of lose the plot and be like, well, remember you have this role in my life, and that is you know what you are to me, maybe that can help you kind of get back to what you are to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I also want to point out, I don't think we've, we've specifically said this about this song that it is very reciprocal. Like you said, Um, just remember who you got when you feel a little lost, I'll find you. I'll remind you. That's who you are. You're my best friend. Um, And then let's see in the, in the bridge, no matter what. Yeah. I got you. And I know that you got me all the years and the tears that we've been through. Still, I know that you got me. I got you too. It's like very clearly, um, like reciprocal. Um, yeah, it's really sweet. (laughs) Yeah. You always take the blame and you know, I do the same for you. So technically not always taking the blame, but, (laughs) uh, yeah, I, the idea being, I, I think that they're, they're quick, to take on the discomfort uh, of the other so that they can have solidarity with each other. Right. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which sounds like is maybe a little bit disordered at times in their relationship and in their history. Yeah. But that there's still a connection there and that, and they're aware of like that the connection is what matters and what they're celebrating. And Mm -hmm. maybe in the past it's been a little messy uh, it's kind of Thelma and Louise in a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> that movie Which, uh, yeah. rules so much. Um, I still haven't seen that one. I want to see that one. Yes. Um, Cameron, wee wee call the fire department. Your pants are on fire. such a pretty The sun rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like how low concept <laughs> the, the, the chorus the chorus is. It's just like we have this one idea, and it's a very childish idea, and we're not going to develop it in any particular kind of way. Oh, it gets um, developed later in verse two. Okay, speak on that. <laughs> Smoking up the room, I'm choking on the fumes of a liar. Oh, but promises he loves me with his pants on fire. <laughs> She literalizes it. She's like, no, his pants are literally on fire. He is smoking up the entire room. I am choking on how much his pants are on fire. Uh, I I just, I was really enchanted by how much she just kept repeating, like, your pants are on fire. Your pants are on fire. You're such a fucking liar. Your pants are on fire. She she literally says it, um, what, three times in the chorus? And then... At the at at least at the end of every verse, um, yeah, it's just like over and over again. She's like, "Your pants are on fire." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I lost my sound sample, um, so I'm gonna have to get it up. What's the name of the song? Pretty liar. Pretty liar. Liar. Spotify. Um, there's a bridge. Mm-hmm. There's a bridge in this one um, that I think is really funny. And before we do that, I want to say that. Um, uh, there's this TikToker, uh, Boy Junior, uh, Boy Junior dot sixty nine. They make funny, funny little songs. Wait, um, is that a they Can this. you really get? Is that a top level domain dot sixty nine? It's at Boy Junior dot sixty nine. Oh, that's, that's the, the username on TikTok. Okay. Yeah, but they they wrote this uh, this this little song parody um, that is about bridges. <laughs> Yeah. 
basically that's just about how uh, TikTok and streaming platforms have killed the bridge in pop songs because they can't be too long or else they'll get squashed in the algorithm. I like that basically every song on this album has a bridge. Um, mm. It's bringing, bringing back the bridge. I'm bringing bridges back. <laughs> <clears throat> and then uh, there's a really funny bridge uh, in this song. Um, let me find it real quick. Bridges are I'll often my very least favorite part of a song. But when you get yeah. a good one, it is incredible. Like it's. Um, I don't know if I would say that this one's good, but it is funny. <laughs> and that's almost as good. As good. Yeah. All right. Let me see if I can find it. Like um, the song I Touch Myself by the Divinals, one of the best pop songs ever written. It fucking owns bones. It, it goes, it starts with the chorus and then goes directly into the bridge. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's bonkers. I love it so much. All right, I'm going to see if I can find this. I'm going to guess it's a, about two-thirds of the way through. She does a lot of, like, double meanings and fun line break work. She is, like one of the singers who like employs poetic devices the most or at least these particular poetic devices the most and it's awesome Uh, break it down what is she up to in this in this one oh um just the the double meaning of um uh syntactically um she is saying uh save it for someone who cares right but she the way that she pauses and her phrasing and her tone is also just like, it becomes almost like a, an interjection of like, who cares? Yeah. Like, who cares about this fucking quote unquote big gun you got? <laughs> uh, that don't impress me much. It don't impress her much. <laughs> and I like that the opening line of the ridge is also, so you got a big cu- gun and you really want to come. <laughs> just, you want to, syntactically again it's like another line break of like creating the double meaning she like really highlights the phallic imagery and like the sexualization you really want to come and syntactically you really want to come just show me how you wave it that's like the 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 sentence without the line breaks it's just you got a big gun and you really want to come just show me how you wave it um but putting that little break in there creates this fun little double meaning of like yeah this person is uh, focused on their own sexual gratification um, also, is she credited as the songwriter, the first songwriter for all these songs? Yeah, so only, I think so, or for most of them. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, it looks. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she's the first credited for every single one. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> what a great song! She um, says, "Here's a little secret. A lot of songs yes. I've written over the years have curse words in them, but I always end up writing them out of the song." This time, for the first time, I decided to keep it in. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's getting a bit late. How many more songs do you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, not, not many more. Let's, let's talk about inhale slash exhale air, okay. all mm-hmm. caps. Um, A-I-R. And then maybe we should talk about Queen of Me. At least that's one. At least that one. Um, okay. Inhale, exhale, A. I Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so catchy. It's got a bit of a country inflection too, like pop country inflection yeah. too. Um, I'm digging it. Like percussive, percussive singing. Mm-hmm. Get up, get up! You can stand, put your hands in it. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, I like 
the like all of the prepositions in like about air and like how we interact with air. Like, what are you going to do with that air? Get up on your chair, put your dance in it, like in the air. Put your dance in the air. That's crazy. (laughs) Like, uh, what a weird way to say that. But that's so (laughs) inventive and fun and strange. It's a real thinker. It's very Shania. I love I love um, having to diagram sentences on the dance floor. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> you know, yeah, she really likes taking all of the punctuation out of her songs um, to make it really ambiguous. And then she puts all of those special characters into her song titles. Um, yes. Like this one is a, pr- is a pretty interesting song t- title. Inhale slash exhale. Air, all caps. I, was I feel like that's f- the most egregious titling. <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> she's done yet. Yeah, it's like a real Fiona Apple uh, type title. I was trying to figure out if like there's any chance that she is trying to make some sort of initialism for air. Um, but I, I can't can't um, see it if it's, if it's in there. I don't know. Music Theory Corner? Oh, yeah. Please do. So um, this has some fun phrasing. Nothing is on this album is as sophisticated as "Man, I Feel Like a Woman," um, mm-hmm. but um, there's some fun stuff in this chorus. Like it's it's got an irregular form. So it's um, what you gonna do with that air for? What you gonna do with that air for? Get up, make a stand, put your hands in it for. Get up on your chair, put your dance in it for. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? And then reset the form of the chorus. The form resets uh, with five bars of four. That's interesting. It's a, it's a crooked form, mm-hmm. and it's an odd amount of beats, as opposed to um, like an even... Well, it's an odd amount of phrases, even amount of beats. But uh, yeah, I think it's cool. Classic Shania songwriting stuff. Uh, should we listen to that again? Uh, oh, actually, I think I have a sound sample that has a, like a double chorus, so we can mm. hear it. There yeah, that'd be great. First measure. Second measure. Three. Four. Here's the last one. One, two, three, four. And then it resets. Yeah, so I think that's pretty creative and uh, expands the... I like pop music that is specifically uh, not wanting people to totally... zone out like even if people aren't paying attention to it their brain i I think people you know they like they know these expectations it's like oh it's it's going to be four bars of four and like exponential you know fours like it's all got to be squares all the way down squares inside of squares and when you defy those expectations it's i think the the brain catches on and it's like i don't know what just happened but i i like Mm -hmm. it and I like that about this song. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I love a nice crooked pop song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. Um, I don't think I have much to say about this song. Do you want to talk about... It's, it's another, like, live your life to the fullest kind of song. Yeah. But in a, in a way that is delivered in a way that's, it, that's interesting. Yeah, she does the thing of like focusing on the one image or like metaphor, um, and she 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 does manage to like develop it, a bit, or at least like find different places to integrate it. Like talking about let the top down, driving around, feel it on your face. You're blowing up the balloons on Sunday afternoons and watching them fly away because the balloons are flying into the air. Um, yeah, oh, bubbles in the house that it overflow. That's like air, air that's inside, you know, champagne or something. Yeah. Um, so there's like lots of little like touches that she puts in that are really fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good lightweight song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what um, else do you want to talk about on this album? Definitely queen of me. And then maybe okay. another two, one or two after that, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay, great. Queen of me. Need a king, so keep the ring. I've got the gold in my chest, a heart that can sing. I'm a queen. I'm queen of me. And I got a life and so many other amazing things to do, like getting 
I'm going to send you a meme that this song made me think of. Okay, good. All right, real-time reaction. When I think of monarchy and it shows a guillotine <laughs> uh, being activated, and when I get called princess and it shows, I believe that's like Lola Bunny, um, uh, just totally melting with hearts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. This reminds me a little bit of uh, what we talked about in our uh, in our weekly show, What's in the Box Weekly, our our post no our pre our pre game warm up podcast for Patreon only. Yes, <laughs> pre game warm up. <laughs> our post game is just good good gaming each other over Discord. Good game, they good have game, that good on game, the good game, uh, good game, yeah. good game. But you you talked about Shira princesses princesses of power and about like uh, they're not actual princesses <laughs> you know they're just superheroes that's just <laughs> what princess means in that world yes exactly because they don't get into like the um troubling monarchy stuff <laughs> this first stanza uh i don't really relate to i'm not a girl i'm not a boy i'm not a baby i'm not a toy i'm a queen i think i'm all of those things <laughs> <laughs> But whatever. Um, you are a baby you and a you. toy. <laughs> I've always thought this about you. <laughs> In fact, I've called you a little baby for like 12 or 13 years, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the baby of the group. Mm-hmm. I think this is an interesting lyric. I've got the gold in my... Okay. <laughs> I had to, Cameron. I had to. Yeah, you had to. Yeah. I think this lyric is interesting. I've got the gold in my chest. I, it seems like such an obvious metaphor. I've never heard this pun before, I don't think. Which is like a chest of gold, like a treasure chest uh-huh. of gold. But then like my literal physical bodily chest and the gold is like my heart. Mm-hmm. I uh, haven't heard that either. It seems, so, it seems so obvious. Well, it takes a rare mind to have a new idea and render it blindingly obvious. It's, the, the whole section it seems about that like it in, should already be a trope and like, it should be too stupid to say, <laughs> but because she has the audacity to think it and then to put it into a song, it's like, that's pretty smart. Um, it was like right there the whole time. Yeah. This should exactly. be completely overused like thorns and roses. Is that but overused? Yeah. What do you mean? How could it possibly be overused? Royalty. Royalty. Unproblematic. Um, Yeah, let's... Okay, so let's get into lyrics a little bit more. Um, I'm queen of me. I've got a life and so many other things... Other amazing things. That's not a great line. To do, like, getting out and following my dreams. Ugh. Not great lines. You can't be the king of everything because I'm busy being queen of me. Um, yes, go off queen. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah, misses I don't even an opportunity. Really appreciate mm-hmm. the the metaphor. Oop, speak on that. In verse three. Oh, I don't want your money, honey. I got my own tools, and I think it's funny. You think you make all the rules. She really could have very easily called him a tool there, and yeah, she doesn't, and she missed an opportunity. When they go low, we go high, Maddie. Battle <laughs> 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 fix stuff. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I think I think this is mostly cool, like in in reference to men being sort of megalomaniacs in their personal lives, um, and. Uh, yeah, being self-determining. Um, and I think it's clear that she's not like, I'm also going to dominate others. And that's where the metaphor stops. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I, I've been thinking about this idea lately of like, what is like my internal landscape? And it's just like, I feel like I've tried to be like a tyrant or a fascist in my own brain <laughs> or in my own life. Mm-hmm. It's gone really poorly. I don't, I feel like there's like some sort of like, anarchist collective inside me now um, yeah. <laughs> it's not necessarily one of the good ones but i think it's getting there <laughs> like they I, are I leftists, reject that respectability politics problematic Cameron. your little <laughs> yeah. collective does not have to be one of the good ones in order to be valid 
<laughs> I'm just saying it's messy in there, but I think it's structurally sound. Mm. So that sounds like a great yeah. collective to me. Um, yeah, I, I do like that she specifically says "queen of me," and yeah, it's not about like like it's about being a sovereign over oneself, self determination. It's like not yeah. I'm not like trying to subjugate other people, like the most well-known queen of recent years. I'm not trying to, you know, mm-hmm. colonize vast portions of the globe and protect my um, privileged relatives who are openly abusing children all the time. Uh, and then try to make people forget about it. Um, et cetera, et cetera. It's more about like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm ruling my own self. I'm the master of my own domain. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Shout out to uh, Skatoon Network on TikTok, one of my favorite follows. Uh, they made this video where they they say like, um, "Ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm sad to report that the queen has died," and and then they start playing on trumpet. They start playing that uh, that little song that goes boom 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 like the little <laughs> and then a bunch of people stitched it uh that's awesome i love that <laughs> yeah absolutely venomous <laughs> and cruel-hearted and i was absolutely there for it it was yes. really great i love that fuck the queen i said it yeah yeah um let's see i was thinking of maybe you wanted to talk then what about what did we talk about what um, I was thinking. Then what of did we talk about? Talking about not just a girl, but I don't feel like there's really anything interesting there necessarily. Um, uh, it makes an interesting sequel to um, No Doubt song. I'm just a girl. Sure. <laughs> Little old me. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that those are the those are the most interesting parts of the album. I think we've we I think we done did it. I think we covered it. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I, I, I want her to keep making albums. Yeah. I think she should just keep pumping them out. I hope she does. This one yeah. goes well. Totally. She keeps making them. Yeah. Her last one went to number one. So I hope, um, it seems like she still has fans and I'm sure that's probably part of what the Vegas residency is about. It's like cultivating a yeah. fan base and like building it and maintaining it, um, without having to do just like exhaustive, touring schedules or anything um so good for her and um if you can do it it's probably a great option um which is why i think cameron you should do a las vegas residency (laughs) i would love to sell out (laughs) (laughs) yes i would love to be given the opportunity of to sell out in that Mm -hmm. way (laughs) um yeah so thanks for listening y'all um we'll be back next week with I don't, there's, there's maybe another artist for us, for us to do another catch up on. I'm not entirely sure. We'll look into it. Maybe we'll do like, a I've got an idea for something. a palate cleanser. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, oh, keeping it a secret. I see. All right. JJ Abrams. <clears throat> anyway, until next come week. back next week to find out. Ooh, you got to tune in. Same that time, same that podcast URL. Um, until that time, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Get on the Discord. The link will be in the show notes. Great place. Um, if you want to support the show, you can do it so in a number of different ways. The easiest ways include doing things like writing a review on Apple Podcasts or um, telling people about it, spreading, spreading the good news of the show, proselytizing, making conversions, being a, a real missionary. Totally unproblematic comparisons to make. Um, <laughs> you can support us directly financially by going to support that box at your website that redirects to our patreon which is also like patreon.com slash the guts of the box or something um but it's easier support that box at that website um if you kick us a few bucks every in, in a month um you'll get access to all of our bonus materials including that weekly mini show that camera was talking about earlier in in which i talked about shira and camera talked about the third episode of last of us it gets it got queer as fuck y'all uh, it was great it, yeah um the other thing you should do. Now, this is an intervention. And we've gathered you here because we care about you. And we just can't stand by watching you ruin your life like this when you are not listening to Cameron's other podcast, Get Up in the Cool. <laughs> and I demand, nay, I insist, that you go and start listening to it if you are not already doing it. Yeah. That. 
Go go listen to me uh, cry on record with Dirk Powell. <laughs> <laughs> That's last week's episode. And this mm-hmm. week's episode uh, uh, with Carolyn Kendrick, uh, she's um, a great musician, but she's also the, the producer of You're Wrong About. <gasps> That's right. Oh, my God. I didn't make that connection. That's so cool. And yeah. um, I think... I think she was actually also cut, like, you know, guested on the show for the recent episodes about Karen Carpenter, which was really cool. Oh, very good. If I'm not misremembering, I think it was her who was doing that, um, which was amazing. Like there was so much more to Karen Carpenter and the Carpenter or Carpenters, the band than I knew. Anyway. Yeah, it's great. Go check that out. Um, and until next week, uh, I've been Maddie Hunt and Rosebud Liquor. I hardly knew her. The most millennial thing I've ever said. Uh, and I've been Cameron DeWitt and... Do, 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 do. You got a fat car. <laughs> <laughs>